It's obviously, yeah. It's got your number. I know my mum's work got across the Devon, but uh, it's great to hear from you. to get this on Triple M. Don't we sound different today? What it seems to. They've done something to the microphones. I reckon they have. Maybe they've put uh, a couple more pop shields on. Sounds very sort of, yeah, this is the all-night program. we got some great Santana coming up later. I like that. Probably will. Dan Fogelberg's going to be here. Oh, put the accent on the microphone. <laughs> what have they done to us? Dialed up oh. the American mind. Are we sounding richer? Are we sounding <laughs> richer and more timbrous? Is this some attempt to make us sound like a real radio program? It's yeah. not going to work. I can <laughs> tell you that. Who not on my watch. It's Tony Martin, the nerd. He's going to really stir things up in the house. Did you watch that last night? Of course I did, Tony. Of course I did. to work here at this show without watching and taping Big Brother. You know that. What are the secrets? There's new secrets of the house. Well, uh, Nikki's husband has an amazing theory. Yes, that's someone's pre-ops. I love, I love. That was not among the listed secrets at the beginning of the show. The third secret, and this is a big one, is that there is one extraordinary room in the house that will challenge the housemates as they have never been challenged before. It's a library! (laughs) A library! How are we listening? It's a room with no mirrors in it! The ice station? How do I eat that? Ah, yeah. The ice station. Sorry, it's anywhere I think of. Ice station zebra. Uh, There are going to be plenty of mirrors. Let's keep going. Mirrors, mirrors. Remember, there's a a camera behind every one of those. We're into the living room. We've got mirrors, mirrors. More mirrors, more mirrors. Oh, thank God. Why so many mirrors? Why can't they do the the eyes like the Scooby-Doo houses? (laughs) Wouldn't that be a better way to get the cameras around? They can't always keep an eye on themselves. Yeah, the moving painting. I've always thought they should have people, cameramen, just dressed as objects in the house. Yeah, there's two cameramen, like, lying flat as a table. (laughs) (laughs) They're all at the bed, the cameramen, (laughs) just moving around as if they're water beds. (laughs) I think they might be stuck. As long as there's plenty of mirrors, they have to know whether they're hot at all times. Up to the minute updates. And now... Uh, what we were going to hear, there was going to be more intellectuals in there. I think the big thing was we we're going to go for a higher kind of like class of person, uh, yeah, smarter, smarter, more to say, more intelligent. All right, yeah. Let's meet Bodie. <laughs> I'm a little worried about Bodie. <laughs> what did you say about him, Rich? Uh, Bodie, uh, I didn't really even have an opinion. Yes, you, Bodie. you said he was dead. No opinions, you should be in the house. <laughs> I don't mind the truckie. You don't mind the truckie. The crazy oh, so diplomatic. The truckie. What about, uh, who's going to be the most annoying? <laughs> I think, uh, well, pretty much as soon as any of them appeared, I just said, Both them out now! <laughs> just let him keep walking up that, up the ramp and then down, back out the back door, <laughs> off to a nightclub with you. Getting appearance happening. <laughs> Who's this? I think this is Alicia. <laughs> I do this noise that annoys everyone, but I just can't stop doing it. I just pop. I just pop around. Is that a talent? Yeah, and how is that going to lead to a career? That's the thing. <laughs> oh, you think you can do that at nightclubs? Yeah, but what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought about thinking about these things. If you wore a headband, that'd be a whole night there. That's true. <laughs> You know, it's all environmentally. I need a random random. She's gonna say she's gonna set a new record for saying the word random. <laughs> but uh, it'll be worn. It's environmentally friendly. They've gone green in there. Yeah. So of course that means they're recycling uh, all the stereotypes of the house <laughs> as well. Right. Who was this week's Jamie? Oh, I know it was this year's Jamie. Sorry, it's not so often now. Uh, was there a Jamie? I know for some reason Shane Warne seems to be in the house. Did you spot him? <laughs> He's calling himself Travis. I love this to him, too. I'm going to write this. He's going to fare on for a second. He's a big handscape, right? Thanks for coming along. He's a great. 
is it safe to say that, you know, the 18-year-old, you know, she's just out of school and she mm. probably hasn't done all that much and that's okay, right? Yeah. She, she wants to go in the big brother house. She wants to be a fashion designer. Mm. No, a couple of parents to probably her go. If you get to 30 and you don't have anything that's worth putting on hold <laughs> to go in a big brother for three months, isn't that a bit of a wake-up call? I know. You just feel like... Isn't that a problem? The 18-year-old. Just give it a few years. Yeah. See if you, you really know. want this. You know, because he has their life together at 18. You, you, you're trying to go out with her. That's what this is, isn't it? He's not all that much, and that's okay, right? Yeah. She, she wants to go in the big brother house. She wants to be a fashion. Give it a couple of years. Here's my number. Give us a call when you're ready for rich, all right? <laughs> Let's be some of city. These other brainiacs you can vote for. You just want to jump into that house. I do, I do. I'm uh, ready to rock and roll. Is there anything particular about you that would be the missing ingredient if we didn't have you? I'm going to be one piece of entertainment over there. So yeah. um, all my friends always say, you go, go on, big brother. <laughs> Gonna rock it out, and I'm I'm pumped, I'm psyched, so You're ready. I'm ready. When your friends say you've got to go on Big Brother, is it because they think you'll be good on Big Brother? No. Because we just want him out of the way for three months. <laughs> oh yeah, that reminds me actually. I was in a I was in I was oh, in a bar one night with my friend Brains. Yeah, were right. you pumped? Were you psyched? Were you ready to rock and roll? I was somewhat pumped. Uh, I was ready to kind of soft rock. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't ready to rock and or roll at that point, but let's give, give it some time. Uh, and anyway, so he was talking to a, to this to a girl who was picking her up, let's say that, and I, I was walking past their conversation, and he, he's a very handsome man, yeah. uh, and he goes out with interesting ladies, uh, and, and, and when I walked past, I heard her say, yeah, all my friends tell me I should go on Big Brother. <laughs> She's perfect for you, bro. She's perfect. Snap her up. I think when your friends are saying that to you, they just want you out of the way for a quarter of a year. <laughs> but anyway, once all the intellectuals were gathered, we were able to go inside. the Mensa? Where's the Mensa? For these three months. They just started hands up in the air going, well, just board the sign up. That's it. We're on hold. Vacancy. Oh, boy, we got some vacancy. Yeah. <laughs> the first conversation, they had everyone together. Oh, gosh. What was the topic of the first conversation? Let's see if anyone's making waves in their heads. That's a good idea. It's a kind of crisis that they have to solve. Suss out the world's problems. Climate change, Middle East, let's get it Black happening. Bands. Uh, there was one. Bill Buchanan from 24 in there. A missile's been launched. What are we going to do? Oh, bloody missile, oh. Oh, what are we. Gee, I can put some more fake hand on and talk about a nightclub I went to in Noosa. Take a vapo action. <laughs> There was a, there's a new room, there's a white room, and they're like, oh, it's a white room, and the crowd went, whoa, I think. Yeah, yeah. One of them walks over, and it was on a, a screen, it was yeah. on the television screen, oh, yeah, have a look, there's another room on the screen. Someone walks over and goes, that's a painting. <laughs> oh, that's a, room. A, paint. a room that kind of looks like the end of 2001, yes. but over which hovers a sense that that's going to be a room people are said to where it's going to be kind of like Saw 2 somehow. Oh, please. They're going to be lost in that tiny room. I hope they've got Lee Winnell on board as one of the writers of this series. Come on. But, uh, oh, we go that long. We've got more to get to. We're yeah. not finished with this. No, no, no. We'll do more in a moment. I'll get there. <laughs> Hey, uh, it's a fancy these new mics. Get this. Someone's called in. Someone who I can't uh, name. Cipher their name. Yeah. It's age. Hmm. I mean, it's either the Melbourne age or... I don't think it's the Melbourne age. age. Maybe his name is age. Oh, age. Let's yeah. go with age. Uh, age called in and said that he got 43 seconds through a certain film that we sometimes plug, of yeah. a fruit nature. Yeah. And he says, I'm a sick, sick man. <laughs> Well, that's, I get a lot of mail like that. Well, I you need to give it time, brother. We do warn people before they were in short. Give us time. We weren't going to mention again. Meanwhile, back at Big Brother. Oh, Sorry. Hang on. Yeah, come on, what are you doing? Back in the world of art. It was just torture to sit through. That is the longest two hours of television. I've never sat through a whole episode before. Mm. <laughs> 
Really? You never watched up late? <laughs> no, I can't. I'll just like flip around, but I go, that's a clip for the show. Yeah. That's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a parade of, as we would say in New Zealand, a parade of munters. Dead, dead munters for two hours. And, oh, look, they actually, uh, have a listen to this. I can't remember who this was. This was somebody, uh, possibly Hayley in the house, being interrogated by Gretel. So what do you say to people who think only Bodhi is going to the Big Brother now? You tell them to get alive and watch it. <laughs> Good on you. Well done, Halo. <laughs> Halo. Was she given to that to say on a card? Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, Halo. That's what. <laughs> how, are we, how are we meant to get alive and watch it? I know, that's... Three contradictory things. These things are in direct competition, Haley. I would have thought. And then, so there's no money. Well, how was that bit, though, where Gretel goes, oh, they're going to find out that there's no money. How are they going to react? Now, let's meet another one. He just comes out from behind the screen. You go, surely he heard that. And nothing happened. Wouldn't he have heard that behind those flimsy screens, which aren't soundproof? Because at one point, another guy just warmed it out before the screens even opened. So how much the security can't be that good back there? That was Bodie. Now, Bodie, you know what I'm saying? I think there's something going on upstairs with Bodie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I need some help here, Rich. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I reckon the right situation... The right time, that boy could be a powder keg. There we go. Yeah, that's, what that, that's what they're after. They're after someone to spice yeah. up the house, provide a bit of fun. He had the best AFL haircut. Now, it was a victory <laughs> for AFL haircuts last night. Have a look at the boys. Not one person without even, like, not everyone had frosted tips. Yeah. Everyone had either had some sort of mohawk happening in the middle <laughs> or just a sort of general spiky hedgehog arrangement. Giant tanks of recycled water, bigger tanks of product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much product needed to keep that show afloat. Is that enough? That wasn't exhausted. The white room. So what do we think is going to be in the white room? Probably just a couple of lilos, those. <laughs> what is that about? It'll just be people sent in there like, you go, you get to go to the white room with like, boo And then they'll go in there and they'll kind of touch each other up a bit and Zoo will print the photos. Why not a red room, like from Twin Peaks, with just some curtains, a backwards-talking midget, and a giant, and an old lady holding a log? Just send them into a room for some... Like, that was my, my single favourite moment in the whole two hours, the only moment where I slightly woke up, yeah. was this fantastic cutaway to just the chair. Yeah. Did you see that? The chair in the diary room. They're in the middle of having a conversation, and I don't know if it was an accident or by design, and they just cut. To the chair in the diary room for about 10 seconds. Did it, it say something interesting? It was cinematic. <laughs> it was this beautiful foreshadowing. It was ambiguous. It was an image you could interpret for yourself. You could intuit your own meaning into it. You could read something into it. It was like a moment from a David Lynch film. And I went, that's beautiful. A moment of beauty and poetry and poignancy in the middle of two hours of nonsense. <laughs> Tedious nonsense. You know the Fair British enough. Big Brother. Fair Big enough. Brother has like an eyeball, like it's how. Yeah. You know they cut back and forth to Big Brother when he's talking, or even when he's just sitting there silently. Mm-hmm. When people are talking to Big Brother, they'll just cut to the eyeball. That's good stuff. And it's it's kind of it's a lot better because Big Brother at least you know it's got this weird how sort of quality from 2001. Yeah, it does. Mm. Big Brother's got a bit of personality. Mm. <laughs> just uh, that's can we lock someone? It can. Can Big Brother sabotage the pod bay doors and send a couple of them floating out to a vacuum? <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Hard to tell who you're going to vote for until the sun comes out and everyone gets in the pool. Oh, that's all I'm saying. The pool, eh? Oh, the pool, eh? Have a swim, eh? Hey, but what good is this to our listeners? Ranting on about Big Brother. What's it? Is, do, is it time to go to a, a song or can we finally crack the lucrative Chinese market? We are going to crack the Chinese market, but I'm saying that maybe there is a way that we can turn tedium into fun. Oh, yes? Here on Get This. Oh, yeah? Let's do that next. I think beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and I think that, uh, I think they're quite good-looking. <laughs> around the nation on Triple M, the home of Capril. The final week of Capril, your last chance to photograph yourself in the workplace or just going about your everyday business wearing a cape. We are getting some amazing entries that are going to get up on the old website. Yes. Uh, Peter. Mm. 
Peter, Peter, Peter. Look at him. Works in a lab. Oh, wow. Lab coat, testing stuff. We're using an old Apple IIe by the looks of things. But that is very dangerous in a cave because there's Bunsen burners and test tubes you don't want to be dragging behind you. You don't want to snag a tube full of the bang-bang stuff, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. your feet off. Uh, but well done, Peter. Well right. done. Well done, everyone. There's, there's plenty of others, but we'll get to that next hour. First 247 people that send in entries. Get a cape t-shirt. Get a capral t-shirt and then the one lucky viewer. The iMac. <laughs> Listener. <laughs> Victim. Let's give let's send out one box of sand. Just for fun. <laughs> Alright. So yeah. someone gets an iMac. Yeah, yeah. Someone gets a box of sand completely yeah. random. Just for fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's have some music for fun and let's have something new. I want to hear something you haven't heard on the show before. Yeah, Rich. Right. Rich, can you bust out some, I don't know, some Neil Young style guitar and then, oh. and then maybe take us somewhere else completely? Sure. Two, three, four. Uh, Very nice. Powerful, We're about to see. Left and right, that's new from Powderfinger. Here it is on Triple M. We've had a fair bit of talk about Big Brother. Local stuff, Tone. <laughs> We're looking too inward, too inward. We need to uh, look outwards, you know what I mean? There's a lot of big radio markets out there that yeah. we're not capturing. What are we doing wrong, do you think? Well, we're too local. We oh. need to get out into the Chinese market. <laughs> no, you know, right, that's not fair. <laughs> Let's not be like that. This is a serious segment. Well, I've right. been bringing that gong in for three weeks waiting for us to discuss this. Yeah. And, uh, well, <laughs> it's heavy lifting. <laughs> It does make the news slightly out of date. Uh, this thing. So, here we go. Some local news. Yeah. Those in, uh, in Harbin. Oh, yeah. Today, there's been some koalas born. See what I'm doing, Tone? Oh, Linking yeah. it back. Beautiful. Keeping it. Building keeping bridges. Keeping it local. Uh, also, the surname wall has been co- completed. 3,000 surnames on, on the wall somewhere. On the Jake wall. On the, on the, oh, you want the gong? <laughs> Okay. The courtroom with the donkey the other day. Now we're going to have some the weather. If you're in Beijing today, 12 degrees Celsius and cloudy. Southwest wind, 11 kilometres an hour, 40% humidity. There's a shower in Hong Kong, 64 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit. They didn't have the Celsius. In Shanghai, expect a shower, 48 degrees Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> now let's go with Fahrenheit. And in Harbin, it's going to be sunny, 37 to 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. Keep in mind, this was written last Monday, so weather is subject to change. <laughs> right, Rich. How is this making us more popular in China? Bringing out weather from three weeks ago. <laughs> At the moment, I'm just doing the rank arena, man. <laughs> <laughs> you wait, though. You wait. When we've cracked the market, man, we're, we're, when we're huge in Harbin, you'll have me to thank, all right? Okay. There we go. In the meantime, what is going on? Don't get on? much publicity. I'm helping now. What about I can? We get more publicity if we talk about things like uh, Princess Mary's baby. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Had a baby. So second baby. Yeah. Failed to make her more interesting. Not even remotely more interesting. <laughs> There's never been a single interesting thing said about her. She's never done a single interesting thing. Has anyone gone the gold digger angle on Mary at all? Oh, even that's pretty weird to sleep. Didn't she? I mean, she showed up at a bar because she knew the prince was going to be there and tried to land him. Oh, hang on. Come on. If I was to do that, the needle needle of interestingness almost moved there. Oh, really? That was almost interesting. So she's targeting the focus group with a worm? She's like targeted the prince. Yeah. That's what, look, if I, that's, that's what happened. She knew he was going to be at the bar. She showed up. She hooked up with him and bang, she's got a castle. Now, if I was to do that, if I was to roll over to uh, your England and try and hang out with Fergie's daughters at a nightclub, I'd be throwing the tag gold figure at me left, right in the centre. But it's all right for her, is it? We wouldn't be at all surprised. Yeah. All right, let's climb the mountain. <laughs> It's high. It's earlier in the week. But, hey, you know, just speaking of princesses, a concert to mark the 10th anniversary of Princess Diana's death is shaping up as a flop. The only people they've signed up so far are Jason Donovan and Donny Osmond. <laughs> no one else is interested. Could it be because it's celebrating someone's death? Maybe. Could be. Is that maybe what's pushing people away? What have been? 10 years since she's died. died. Celebrate good dog. She's dead. I don't know. What's Donovan going to do? 
The numbers that he did, he read some bits out of his book about sleeping with Kylie, presumably. With the music, it has been, I make it seven minutes since we talked about Big Brother. I'm getting nervous today. Back on Seth Brown. Uh, today's Talk Back Mountain topic yeah. is uh, Finish That Thought. Oh, so, so it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's a Finish That Thought challenge. Right. There are no prizes. Uh, but except satisfaction of knowing that you got it right. Okay. So this is the way it works, Rich. Yep. Uh, I, I, I've got a clip, mm-hmm. and then you have to finish the thought of that Big Brother housemate or Gretel. Hang okay. on, I watched for two hours. I didn't detect many thoughts. Where did you get these clips from? Last year. When the intellectuals were in. So let's hear it. Caleb's sitting at home this year going, oh, it's not as good this year. I tell you what. <laughs> you call that bogenism? <laughs> I don't even think. You haven't scratched the surface, my friend. All right. So, Rich, you're okay. first. Just finish the thought. So this is Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Let's hear what she's got to say. Okay, I have no oh. idea what she said. She said, Maha. Yeah. When I got out there, I was going to say something interesting, but uh, I thought I'd just show you a photo of me wearing the Australian flag instead. <laughs> is that Let's see how you went. Okay. But my brain just stopped. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that was kind of close. So close. <laughs> Martin, yeah, you ready? Okay. Yours yeah. is from our friend... Uh, Jamie, yeah. let's see what he's got to say, Rich. Okay, let's finish that thought. This is the nerd, Jamie, which means that we can no longer be nerds anymore. Yeah. We've got to get into football. Finish that thought. I haven't picked up a girl, but once I've been in this house for three months, they'll be throwing themselves at me in some nightclub. How do you go? Outside of an internet chat room since the late 90s. So close. That's the nerd. So close. How is he giving us a bad night? Worst name ever. <laughs> Worst name ever. We're going to have to de-nerd now. We're, we're footy now. We're all, what? Turn it up. What a bang-up weekend. More shoulders pop than, I don't know, push blocks. <laughs> well, listeners, if you want to play Finish That Thought with yeah. the cast of Big Brother 07, cheers. <laughs> Calls, and everyone who calls yeah. gets a Cabral T-shirt. Oh, there is a prize. Yeah, because they arrived on the weekend with only four days of Cabral <laughs> still to go. Because we're off on anything, day. So technically there's only four more shows and we've got like a room full of T-shirts. <laughs> Gotta move these t-shirts. Dawn service is coming up. You need the perfect outfit. Whack on a caper t-shirt. Call us up and play this thing that Ed's cooked up. Oh, oh, right. One triple three five three. <laughs> it's my life at Squint Stefani. No doubt. That girlish string go to air. Rich, <laughs> slightly. It's girlish. It's girlish. Scream Monday here again. This on Triple M. Edit that out. I've got my headphones. Here's what we're doing. We're saying finish that Big Brother thought. Yes. Yes. Who wants to play it, Kevin? Uh, first up is somebody. Hello, Ange. Hey, Ange. How are you? Hello, baby. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> like that, is what it? are you up to, uh, Ange? Shay, were you watching last night? Um, uh, a bit, a bit of it, not much. Are you ready to play? Yeah, give it to me. Okay, well, let's... Uh, <laughs> you're you calling us from a double O double five. It's costing us a lot of money. So, uh, but no, but... Okay, ready? And here we go. Now, you, yours is from Bodie. This is what he had to say. I heard a rumor that you once broke up with a girl by giving her a toy duck that said you're dumped. Okay, hang on a sec. And so there we go. Gretel said that's a Bodie. How did Bodie respond? Can I have it again? Oh, I'm sorry. Again. All right, here we go again. It's a line from Gretel. Very unorthodox. It's not, it's not temptation. Like, the questions are, you don't have to get them right. Uh, but let's have a go. Okay. Here we go. Here's what, here's Take it away, Gretel. I heard a rumor that you once broke up with a girl by giving her a toy duck that said you're dumped. What did Bodie say? Gretel, that's because the duck was going to places where you wouldn't believe. There you go. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's see how you went. Oh, quacko, yeah. That was good. No. <laughs> Hey, you're thinking about it too much. Yeah, exactly. You're too smart. Quack it out, we sick. All right, well done, Ange. T-shirt for you. Hello, Glenn. How are you? How are you? How are you? Oh, well, I'm freaked out by hearing my own voice. Could you turn your radio down? It is down now, yeah. Okay, great. Yours is from The Girl. Now, have a listen to this. This is all the girls. So, have a listen to this. Okay, now, somebody's just walked in. Now, they've got dark hair and dark eyebrows. Uh, and they're commenting on his appearance. He's Italian, isn't he? What do you think they said next? Oh, my God. <laughs> is there a mirror anywhere here? That <laughs> <laughs> could be the answer to all, right. all of these. Let's see how you win. Oh, I think he's got some Sri Lankan ears. Close, Glenn. 
Lanham actually agrees. I think he's got some Sri Lankan in him. Yeah, she's got it. Racially profiling every single person. I've seen him for one second. Dark eyebrows. Did you watch it last night, Glenn? I forced myself through it while being on the computer. Yeah. What was your favourite moment, do you think? Ah, the ending. Okay, thank you, Glenn. T-shirt for you. Hi, Robert. How are you? Great, kids. How are you going? Oh, excellent. So, have a listen to this. It's time now for housemate number four. Okay, it's time now for housemate number four. Right. But let's go to commercial break first. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see how you win, Robert. He's an award-winning property broker. Robert, is there a worse description of a human being in the world than an award-winning property broker? Oh, they've already got two lawyers in there, so couldn't they have a third one? Yeah, you're right. I love that. uh, Let's go to commercial break. And uh, we've got a whole lot of stuff coming up after this break. And what it is, is a list of things on tomorrow's show. Wow! Are you sick of that on the no. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> but you're well catered for this. Thank you for calling us from program. Who else wants to play? Uh, Nick, how are you? Can I get to Nick? Oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. 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 Hello. Hey, mate, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm excellent. So, you ready to play? Oh, sure. All right, let's hear your, your, let's hear your clip. <laughs> to a certain degree. <laughs> That's true. So you could vote into the House if you wanted to, Nick. How do you think Gretel responded to that? Well, it's like, I guess someone has to equal out Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's see how you went. Oh, yes. He could bring some spice to the House. Oh. <laughs> 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 there was no reason to vote for him, but please do, because we don't want it to be too boring. No, it? sir. <laughs> so close. Do we have a T-shirt, Nick? Thanks. No worries. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to hear that clip again. No, I don't think he did. Raj, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Mate, I'm good. I ran out of clips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were not meant to have this many callers, so... Uh, Actually, I didn't even want to ring up for the clip. I was just waiting up for last week's, I mean, which was like the bad guys on TV. Oh, uh, well, I uh, which one? Which one did you like? I wanted Megatron from Transformers. <laughs> of course you did. Yes, he was the biggest bad I've ever seen on TV, ever. Couldn't shoot straight, though. That was always my problem. Couldn't shoot straight. All right. Well, bad luck, Raj, because you're giving a clip anyway. Because uh, I thought of... I'm going to make... Here's one I've made up. Oh, you're good. Okay, okay. okay. Amy's going to play the clip for you, Raj. Here we go. Okay, okay. here we go. Uh, all right, Hayley. Hi, how are you? Yeah, shut up. I am... How does that sentence finish? Hi, how are you? Yeah, shut up. I am... Also a U10 dropout. Close. The correct answer is the 15th best promotional model in Perth. <laughs> so, <laughs> Eva is correct. April T-shirt for you, sir. Thank you for calling. Hey, Raj, can I ask, do you think that nerd in the house is giving us all a bad name? Uh, yes, I really think you should have, like, an amnesty to get him off the show. Yeah, and what kind of nerd can spend three months away from the internet? Exactly right. <laughs> How can you do that? Not right, guys. Exactly. Uh, were you really watching it? No, that wasn't. Of course, you were over on Fox 8 watching Stargate, weren't you? <laughs> you had old episodes of Futurama to download. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Thank you, everyone that called in. Thank you, everyone that played. Wow, that, that actually went fairly smoothly. It's good. What is the surprise, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to be joined in the next episode. Hey, dear. Who do we like is a comedian who also drives a cab? Uh, El Mooney. That's who's there. I find it quite offensive. Uh, I think it's insulting. Uh, you can lose it for three months and get all 
your points back at the end of three months, or you can keep your license, and if you lose another point in the next 12 months, you lose it for six months. Oh. So I spent again, thanks, Daryl, and uh, <laughs> using my mobile phone, picked up by the Marvin TMU, and uh, they've taken my license from me. So I'm walking, and I tell you what, it's a whole new world out there. Yeah. So this is oh, last time yeah. we saw you doing a show driving a cab. Yes, uh, well, I can no longer drive it. Piggyback people to the airport? <laughs> I can only do the stories about it, and uh, the, the show's going quite well. It seems like last week, the Melbourne Comedy Festival, Lawrence Mooney and Where Too, and uh, it's been great. In fact, the, the guys that I drove for, Alex and Igor, it's Russian, they run some kids out of the garage in Portland. They come and saw the show on Saturday night. How did they give you? They liked it very much. They thought it was funny. I was a little scared at first, but I liked it. And uh, did they, did they, is it, you know, sitting in a theatre for them, do they, you know, constantly lean over their shoulder and start talking to the person behind them? No. Unrelated subject? But they were doing some very strong hip-hop work. They <laughs> were. <laughs> traditional Russian style. Well, he's unlicensed, but he's ready to go. We'll be spending an hour with Lawrence Mooney here again there. It's a lunch out here at Get This Bob Marling. Lawrence Mooney's with us. Hit him. Is there any other Jamaican impersonation you do where you just don't say, oh yeah, man? It's a way to get into it. It's the end. I don't know. You can do what you want. Or or ring the alarm. I quite like ring the alarm. (laughs) (laughs) And they're done. Row to boat now? Yeah. <laughs> arrived on a good day because it's Capril all this month, Lawrence. Yes. What is Capril? Here is your complimentary Capril T-shirt. Oh, are you capable? With a cape printed on the back, so oh, you have to attach one. Oh, is this my T-shirt? Yeah, there's only a few more days where you can wear it. Because I love you free stuff. And yes. you know what? This follows on from the fact that it was my birthday yesterday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday. I'm waiting to write my first letter to the editor of a newspaper about pronunciation. Surely they can't be far away. I have dashed off a couple of letters to the council in my slippers <laughs> and uh, very comfortable with it. I've even shouted at the neighbours to keep the bloody noise down. Oh, They're trying to sleep in here. How do you feel about roundabouts? Oh. I have no idea. I just indicated every exit. <laughs> of course, the person that's going straight ahead in a roundabout, but indicates left still. Because yeah. you're kind of turning left. No, you and burn in. This is Gabriel Lawrence. This is, this is from Luke. This is your typical entry. Okay. Man sanding a floor. Bath house, right? Ah, the traditional bath house, which can also be rolled down the leg to make, be made into an Arabian headdress. Oh, <laughs> now, yeah, I've watched a lot of SBS, the troubles in Iraq and Iran, but I've never seen one of those towels. Yeah. The actual towel that you used to wear oh, on yeah. Do you yeah. watch The Lassa, Stories of the Sea? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> is that... What, what, is that Turkish or Lebanese, the last of stories of the sea? I'll tell you, with Turkish TV, the lock is uh, the Turkish version of the nanny. Oh, oh I've seen uh, the nanny Turkish. And it's brilliant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What, else, what else are we missing on SBS these days? Oh, the Turkish nanny is just brilliant. <laughs> and the sets are wobbly. <laughs> it's all done on one set. I think the actors, traditional kind of amateur theatre, they, they carry the furniture off. Because the next one's the wrong one. Take the chair out to the kitchen. When you get off, uh, if you come off stage, you just hand the boom to somebody else. Uh, away you go. Take over. I think it's, uh, yeah, Turkey's version of Channel 31. So you're telling us you weren't watching Big Brother. You'd be the only person. I... Uh, have a little bit of trouble um, becoming engaged with yeah. Big Brother. Uh, on an you can't relate to any of them? Yeah. I, now, tell me about some of the inmates. Well, the, you know, that you didn't realize. Are they all good-looking and uh, yeah. yeah. Is, is the nerd buff, too? All of the women, except one, are blonde. Oh, really? Uh, the, the intellectuals, the much-vaunted intellectuals, failed the front. <laughs> yeah, we've got a bloke that adds the letter O to the end of every single word in the up. What? In the lexicon, it's fantastic. Was there actually a no show, Your Honour, last night? Oh, no, 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 no. There was a lot of talk about how they're going to be older and smarter, but yes. there was very little evidence. Once they got in there, it was uh, pretty much, am I going to be nude? Where's my boobs? 
Uh, like back in a banana. Yeah, yeah, nice. Great. What a great step forward for humanity. I uh, like I like the last series, or maybe the series before, when they introduced the old person. That's right. She's 29. Whoa! Uh, really? Oh, yeah. What was it like when you were growing up? What was it like when you were growing up? No aeroplane? And then she just became so incensed by the the mundane nature of it. They just alienated her, picked out all the bad bits, and she was out. Old person gone, voted out first week. But Gretel was still there. And old Top Deck Colleen. Why do you call it Top Deck Colleen? Because the face, the colour is nothing like the bottom half. Oh, right. Yeah, they haven't. They've, they've gone the uh, the, uh, the industrial strength fake tan on the arms mm. and the chest and the neck, and then just, just forgotten about the face. So what about is Top Deck coming out in Jaffa now? Because it's an orange face. <laughs> it's so orange. I think you're right. Actually, you know the most orange though, the kind of uh, the, I call him the tandoori chicken on rice of uh, of television is the guy on uh, on the Today Show, the rat based fellow that helps out with the um, right. with the uh, with Kerry Ann with the vacuum cleaners. Right, yeah. Because the top half that used to be my job on the Today Show. <laughs> really? And it's significantly at the time I had a rat face as well. So it's <laughs> part of the deal. Rodenty? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit rodenty, <laughs> scratching on your own armpit. <laughs> But did you have what he has, which is every... Because what's happened is he, he keeps catching them off guard. They've got the the, pump, the shotgun full of spray tan for the face. Right. That's fine. But then he keeps unbuttoning more and more buttons each day. Mm. And they're not doing that, so it's really white like the, you know, underneath. Did you yeah. pull some of that out? You got any bare chest? No, I, I remember being made up very heavily once for a uh, TV week shoot. And I looked like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> there was very... There was the big red lips and... Like, you know, my eyelashes were caked with pancake. I looked awful. <laughs> I looked latter-day kind of bird. Unlike your present role, which is uh, driving a cab, for work-related reasons, not because of the state of the industry, mm-hmm. I'd like to point that out. Um, I've, I've, I had a great time uh, driving cabs, I've got to say. Have you guys been to, into a cab recently and uh, having learned from me, you know, had a different experience. Yeah, well, I've spoken to cab drivers. Last time you came in, you said that thing about uh, get drunks to help you. If you're confronted with a drunk, get them to help you. Yeah, good bit of sage advice. Rather, wouldn't you have Bob told me at uh, Silver Top Taxi Training School? Uh, If you have a drunk, they're like children. Tell them off, they'll throw a tantrum, ask them for help, and they're yours. Mm. Well, I had uh, Glenn Milne come around to my house and do the laws. (laughs) 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 Is he still around there? (laughs) They can be trained like monkeys. (laughs) Swinging at the air. If you keep keep the alcohol coming, you can just ask them to do anything. I've got a whole school of drunks. <laughs> Get drunks to help you. That is the best advice we've had all year from Lawrence Mooney. He's going to be uh, staying around for the whole hour, and we're going to play Taxi Cab Confessions here at Get This. That's Fall Out Boy here at Get This on Triple M. It's the final week of April, and Lawrence Mooney is uh, really impressed by what he's seeing, the photographs people are sending in. Mm. I, I, I love the idea of wearing tape. Uh, is it an occupational health and safety hazard, though, for a man operating is. a stand-up? There's so much fine print on our website. All riding an exercise bike? Yeah, it's a resident one. Only wearing a cape, riding your exercise <laughs> bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's mm. People send in photos of themselves wearing a cape, or because they know I'm a Labrador owner, they send in, well, what can only be described as puppy porn. Well, you got, people just send in shots of their Labrador. Look at that. Oh, oh, that dog's right. got a spread and uh, yeah. he's looking really content. And lying on a couch and, you know, just waiting to have uh, salt vinegar chips <laughs> yeah. dropped into the mouth, which apparently it does. Who's, who's written in to us? Uh, Lots of quite salacious, aren't they, when they're rolling their backs? They don't want a tummy rub. Yeah. Oh, rub it's tummy. He wants a tummy rub. And the dog's got you by the hand going, come on, move it down. No. Sure, do you have a dog, Lawrence? Not a dog. Uh, I did have a dog once, Tony, when I was the drug detector dog handler for the Australian Customs Service. Is this something you did for real? Or was it a show for the comedy festival? No, it wasn't a show for the comedy festival. (laughs) It wasn't some loose premise for the comedy festival. No. But that's uh, for real. They're the Labradors, aren't they? Or the Beagles. I had a German Shepherd. We uh, used any kind of dogs, actually. Any Vector Rex style. Yeah, and uh, my dog was such a, a good dog, it really could have driven itself to the jobs and done it. I was just there to do the paperwork. Really? It was truly Inspector X. And, dog. you know, do, what sort of links do people go to to thwart the dog? 
Well, the dog's olfactory system being quite complex, they say, you know, you can people used to put uh, masking odors like coffee. Yeah, uh, right, right. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Or schmeckos, maybe. But uh, that doesn't work because uh, apparently, at least the way they explain it, if you had a, a stew on the stove, yeah. a human would come in and smell stew, yeah. a dog would come in and smell potatoes, carrots, gravy, right. stock wow. cubes. They can dis- dis- discern all this different stuff. Oh. So if there were schmeckos there, they'd go excited. But uh, if they smelt narcotics, they'd go ape. Yeah. They were aggressive uh, response dogs, so rip and tear if they, they smelt narcotics. Wow. And how is that fascinating? It is. Do they ever mistake narcotics for something else? Uh, is there, is like, let's say Pantene brought out an extra shimmer, and it just happened to smell like smack. We they go for it. <laughs> well, interesting that uh, Tony mentioned salt and vinegar spirits <laughs> <laughs> because... Um, Pantene, I'll get back to that. Uh, because heroin has a slightly acetic, uh, vinegary smell oh. on mass. Oh. And so sometimes, you know, you would get, uh, if you were a junkie and you had salt and vinegar chips on you, unlucky. Uh, <laughs> but they would go for salt and vinegar chips occasionally. And what was the best hiding place that you came across there? Well, I don't want to give too much away, no, but uh, I would say if you're wearing your narcotics internally, mm. very hard for the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, I don't want to encourage I mean, people no, to go no, out no. there. And look, it didn't work for the Bali Nine. It's not going to work for you. No. no. Okay. No. There's all sorts of horrible things going on out there. Because yeah. I thought the, the boogie board bag was a super sure bet. You know what I mean? No, yeah. it's, that no it's got to open that enormous no. zipped up bag. Yeah. yeah. It's been disproved. <laughs> that, that boogie board that you're lugging through the airport with two hands. <laughs> <laughs> going, wow, this boogie board. I've got to remember to take the leg rope off it next so, time. So, Pantene, what were you saying? You've got uh, that never happened? No, I can't remember no, any no. case involved with Pantene. <laughs> no one's ever gone some shampoo. Fair enough. Dave, the bus driver, is the man who sent in the photographs of his uh, wanton Labrador, and he's making a request. He wants to hear John Howard say, or, George. or preferably, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mariana, he gets it right the first time. Marinara, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and then he breaks himself. Maybe Mariana. he means Mariana. Maybe there's another flavour we don't know about. What do you reckon his favourite meal is? Because my actual favourite meal in an Italian restaurant or anywhere is spaghetti marinara. Oh, is it I really? love it, yeah. Is it really? I go to Pellegrini's, have a spaghetti marinara. I love it. What about, what about, what about Johnny? Oh, bolognese. Can't go past it, yeah. but I'll have it at home. Uh, I don't trust anyone don't else. Go out for it. I do my own bolognese. No. You put carrot in it? I don't grate a carrot into it, but I do put a tablespoon of sugar in. This, yeah. this photograph of a Labrador is drooling somehow. Since <laughs> <laughs> he began talking about bolognese, the glass things have appeared. Yeah. We could talk about foodstuffs all day. Yes, we could. Because Ed Cavalier's part of the show. Mm. We haven't discussed taxi cab confessions. We promised to do that. We're full of it. Mm. We are full of it at this show. Let's empty some out next. Well, here it is, that summer of 69. Courtesy Brian Adams here to get this. I didn't notice because Lawrence and I were talking beagles. Because huh? uh, okay. they, they weren't in the drug crew, were they? Uh, we didn't use beagles back then. I'm not too sure if they do now, but the quarantine people used beagles to detect uh, food, salamis and cheeses that hadn't <laughs> been declared, <laughs> vine leaves and the like. Mm. Something, you know. Roll mops. Because I saw I saw a guy at the airport last time I came, you know, through an airport, and he had this cardboard box that he had with him. And they said, "What's in the box?" And he's like, "Oh, it's stuff, clothes, clothes." And he opened it up, and it was just all two-minute noodles that he brought in. It was a box of two-minute noodles. So it was, uh, you can't get good two-minute noodles. That's what they said. The guy goes, "What are you bringing in these for?" He's like, "Oh, I." There's a, yeah, two-minute noodles were very popular. We couldn't figure it out. Uh, I don't know. There must have a particular kind of two-minute noodle in parts of Asia. And also salted fish. A lot of Asian flies. Salted fish? All salted fish would come in. And it was okay, but it was rarely declared. And it was very strong smelling. Like an anchovy, but on mats. A big anchovy. Like a three-foot-long anchovy. And the beagle, we go for it? Um, uh, the beagle? The beagle, they have, have a passive response. I'm speaking on behalf of the government here. Yeah. And they, they, so they stop and stare. Yeah. They don't move. That, so that would be creepier, wouldn't yeah. it? A dog going bananas. Yeah, it's just a dog staring. Go going banana. You can go and banana, mate. Go and banana. So what, the beagle stops and just stares, and that's his or her response. And then the uh, quarantine person will ask for the bag yeah. to be searched. Former drug detection officer. Give him a treat, yeah. Give him a treat. Take an apple to uh, take an apple or an orange to Perth or Hobart, yeah. and uh, leave it in your bag, and you'll find out. Because they also do it 
interstate as well. But then I could just go, oh, well, I forgot. And I could get to see the beagle do it, right? Yeah, that's right. And you go, oh, my mum packed my bag. <laughs> which is, you know, the excuse of all great importers everywhere. Oh, my mum packed that. <laughs> Lawrence Mooney is with us. He is a former drug detection officer. That's not made up. Uh, we were talking just uh, about Big Brother. We claimed that Warnie is in the house. I know you think that's a joke. Do you think Shane Warne's worried about a lookalike for him being in Big Brother house? There he is, Travis. Travis, 32. And what does he do? He's a truck driver. He's our favourite talker in the house. I'm going all right. Let's get a fair old present. Oh, yes, and he's here to stay, right? Thanks for coming on. It's been great. Yeah, we'll go all right. You're right, you're right, mate. We've been going 12 months, so it's got the old uh, ball and chains. That should be right. Yeah, that'll be a big test for me, but uh, we'll see how we go. I hope I'm good to watch, mate. We're going to go. We're going to go. Please go. So what's going to happen when he runs out of, like, Aussie catchphrases? Well, he's then what's he keeps adding the letter O to the end of other words. Who's this little fella? That's a little white Jess. Yeah. So are you single or you're, you're married? Yeah, single single it's been a bloody big day. Yeah. I'm just happy to lay back in the old banana here and just chill. Yeah. He sounds like a bad actor impersonating a truck driver. They've gone to a casting agency, gone, no self-respecting truck driver will come on this show. We need an actor that no one's ever seen before to play a truck driver. And they're putting through truck driver 101. Banano, Singo, is he... Is he a Queenslander, potentially. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We want to be smart and be racist. Queensland listeners. No, no, but I, I'm just saying, as a Melbourneian, I'm not familiar with the O. Oh, the Singo uh, is one I'd never heard before. Give, no, give me a copo and a bit of toast, though. Uh, I've heard it on names before. What about words that end with O? Because then you're in all kinds of trouble. And then it becomes O. So, no, but I've heard out on the patio. Yeah. Out on the patio. Yeah, out on the patty, ooh, we sit. Careful, oh. <laughs> you'll trigger that song. Does <laughs> <laughs> it just start? If you start singing yeah, the first yeah, few yeah. lines of that, yeah, don't you dare say you're rolling down the road trying to loosen your life. Toto, you say Toto. Toto, Hey, we've still not talked about taxi cab confessions. Have you, have you got people who have confessed to what they've done in a taxi cab? That's what we want to do. I think we have to fess up first, or no. at least something we've seen. Have any of you chundered in a cab? No, no but see, I've seen... I mean, I know you've had a bit of that. What was the technique for getting rid oh, of the, the technique, uh, well, actually, I always was able to spot the chundra before they oh, got yeah, to yeah, the final yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. They sucked the juice out of their own yes. mouths. Mm, mm, <laughs> working on the inside of the cheeks, and then they start to uh, chew air. <laughs> like a goldfish. <laughs> then I'd reef the cab over, say, lean your body out, hit the seatbelt release. That would release, and the momentum would take them and the scooter <laughs> out of the cab. And uh, it, it's a tried and tested technique. I think I'm some kind of physicist because yeah. uh, the time and motion, yeah. the acceleration, all that sort of stuff was at, at work there. Didn't you say that's what you were doing when you saw what Gretel was wearing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, I opened the back door, oh. stick my head out. Um, yeah, I think you're going to have to open the doors. <laughs> I just saw Gretel on the I can see some midriff. I actually saw what you're describing. I was behind a cab at about midnight one night. I think this was in Melbourne, Wellington Parade, round into Brunton. Mm. So it's a right-hand turn. And I saw during the turn, during the turn, the cabbie, still staring with one hand, reaches over, pushes the guy sitting behind his head out the window. Oh, yeah. Out the window so that the spew goes down onto the road and they're going around a corner so you get the old, like the machine that uh, <laughs> the paints the, the white lines on the road. Yeah. Beautiful curve all the way around the corner. Nice. That is very good. One-handed turn, one hand pushing the screw oh, out you, the window. You want them out of the cab because you do not want to be driving around with the... Uh, as Shane Vaughan once put it, the Palmerton Walk. <laughs> the Palmerton Walk. Hey, oh, hey, hey. hey. Uh, <laughs> there were some people on the tram. I was going home on Friday night, and the drunkest couple in the world got on. <laughs> yeah. And he looked like he was going... Like he had his head stuck out the window for mm. most of the trip. But they'd been to, a, they'd been to an art exhibition. And what do you reckon of that art we saw? Oh, I reckon that, like... I, I only went along to see if I reckoned I could paint. And... <laughs> And what do you, and he goes, what do you reckon? She goes, well, he was getting like three grand for that shit. I reckon I'd get about five grand. Right. Yeah. And he oh. goes, you are so artistic. And she goes, I 
I've always considered myself an artistic person. Oh, that's great. More Bacardi Breeze alone. They confuse copying with inspiration. Yeah, I think they're on tonight, 7 o'clock on Channel 10. <laughs> with his brother house. I love it. Hey, you haven't even started making any art yet, but you're working out how much you're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good start. <laughs> All right, what about taxi cab confessions from our listeners? You want to hear some of those? I'm, I'm sure you've probably some. heard them all well, yourself. If they're good, I'll throw them into the show immediately. <laughs> and everybody calls, it's a Capral T-shirt. You know, you've got three more days you can wear it in. Call us now with your taxi cab confession. One triple three five three. on Triple M. Lawrence Mooney's with us. Where To is the name of his comedy festival show in Melbourne. But I understand you're doing some good work for charity, Lawrence. I have been involved with the Mirabelle Foundation, Tony and Ed, and uh, the Mirabelle Foundation, in short, they look after children who have been orphaned or abandoned mm. due to parental drug abuse. Right. And uh, they now have about 500 children in their care in Melbourne and Sydney, and every year at the comedy festival they have a fundraiser called Music, Mirth and Mayhem, this year it's number nine, and uh, there are only a few tickets left available. The Hi-Fi Bar, and I mean that literally, it's like few tickets left. Uh, the Hi-Fi Bar down on Swanson Street is the venue, and the the card tonight is chock-a-block. I'm emceeing okay. Judith Lucy, right. Daniel Kitson, right. Dave Hughes, right. wow. Ethel Chop, right. the boys from Dallas Crane, Hello. Right. Rebecca Barnard. Oh, what a solid line to name... Just a bit. And a magician. Oh, <laughs> Shane St. James? Uh, what's that? Shane St. James, pointy beards. Uh, no. Is this your watch, madam? It's, an- it's, uh, it's, it's Anthony Damasti, but uh, I forget his stage name. Oh, uh, but I wanted magic and... Uh, great Damasti, I'm calling him. It's magic. Yeah. You can do anything. Please try and get into that if you're in Melbourne, because it's for a good cause. But what say you couldn't get into it? What say it was booked out? That's when you want to go and see Where To with Lawrence Mooney. True stories from uh, driving a cab around. Let's meet someone oh, who's got a taxi cab confession here. Sam, are you there? Yeah, how you doing, guys? Good, man. What happened? Um, I found seven and a half grand in the back seat. What was going on? No, it was wrapped in plastic. Oh, yes. So I kept it for a couple of weeks mm. and then nothing happened. Yeah. So I used it to get an operation for my dog. Oh, 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 what, like some plastic surgery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> jazz him up a bit? No, no, he got hit by a car and I had oh. to replace his hip. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, you're making fun now. Oh, oh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you're on your dog now and you're hip. <laughs> so do you think when, uh, you know, Sam, when, when the mock bells show up at your house, <laughs> <laughs> when they see the dog, they'll just go, oh, okay, it's fair enough. Leave it alone. Let me it so I'll come to attack. Sam, how long ago was that? About... And you think the uh, statute of limitations on <laughs> not yeah, helping you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure all the legals have been sorted on this one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what do you do when you confront it with seven and a half grand? Was it in like all 50s or? Uh, 50s and hundreds. 50s and hundreds. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, bro. Any record vouchers in there? No. <laughs> okay, thank you, Sam. Right. No, it wasn't left by anyone from here. I think that's legal, isn't it? You wait too much. That's fine to keep it. That's why the phrase was invented. I don't, okay. know. I don't know how that's going to work. I've seen shallow grave, and <laughs> you find a lot of money. Don't tell anyone about <laughs> it. It's like on a radio station. <laughs> yeah, so I think it could happen. Hey, we'll be back with more confessions. That'll be next. Yes, that's Mr. Higgins here here and get this on Triple M. Lawrence Mooney is with us. I just heard him say he's got to get down to the gym and do some crunches. Is that because you spent too much time behind the wheel of a cab, Lawrence? It is. And uh, the cab, you know, 12 hour shift at the wheel, uh, basically two things happen. Your spine starts to degrade yes, and yeah. your bowel becomes compacted. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not good for you at all. And the beaded seat cover is little consolation. The, the seat in a cab has had a bum on it yeah. consistently for six and a half thousand kilometres, you know, <laughs> uh, not six, 650,000 kilometres, so it's non-existent. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cab drivers take their own cushions along, and I didn't tweak to this early enough, wow. and so the metal frame was actually going into my 
buttocks. And uh, kind of like reacting quite badly with my sciatic nerve. <laughs> to the point where my feet are just kind of like flopping around uncontrollably by the end of the, the shift. And did you get dog eye? Whoa, when your sciatic nerve gets a bit too much action, yeah. you, get the, you get the twitch. Oh, I get the twitch. I was getting the twitch, but below the knee. It was kind of like doing a rudimentary epidural on me. So uh, <laughs> I, that was the only thing stopping the shooting sciatic pain down my leg. Well, we've heard from the driver. What about the customers? Let's meet some. Hey, Glenn, how are you? Not too bad yourself. Um, great, mate. Thanks for holding on. What happened? Um, I had to drive myself home. Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he fell asleep at the wheel on the highway, and uh, <laughs> after I woke him up really gently, with ah, um, he pulled over, and yeah, it was, uh, oh, you won't be able to get another cab, uh, do you mind driving yourself home? <laughs> and so did you uh, put the meter on? Um, no, he, he kindly stopped it, and for some reason I didn't have to pay. Did he so stay over at your place? What happened? what happened when he got home? Did he have to stay over at your place? or? <laughs> It didn't matter after. I was like, oh, I'm home. Yeah, I'm, I'm not dead. Uh, that is an amazing story. I actually wear my cab uniform around and uh, get into taxis with it. So when people pull up beside you and see the cab driver in the passenger seat, yeah, it's quite weird. <laughs> well, the worst part was I was only 16 and on my learner, so it's uh, my second lesson. Fantastic, <laughs> mate. You've got a capral T-shirt to go on with. Thanks, Glenn. Hey, uh, <laughs> no, it's pretty good. I yeah. know people think that sounds this week, but wait till you see the cape. Oh, that. Oh, it's so Oh, it is great. And it ties up at the front as well. Yeah. And it's a nice neck, too. We're not mucking around. Mm. It's, uh, it's a okay. generous neck. Hey, boys, how are you? We're excellent, sir. What happened? I'm um, coming home from a gig in the city. Um, Talked the cabbie into driving through the Macca's drive through and through a couple of the promo CDs from the night in his CD player. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. They're, they're just little promo ones from the concert. Now, uh, tell me something, uh, Keith. Did you, uh, I know you shouldn't do this, but did you think about doing Fire in the Hole at the uh, at the drive-in centre? Do you know what that is? I did consider it, but as a, a passenger, I wasn't able to <laughs> get to the window. You lean over and throw your Sunday. Fair enough. Yeah, what was Fire in the Hole? would have worn it. Uh, exactly. Fire in the Hole, Lawrence. Well, it's something that we do not condone no. here at Get is it a waste of food? No, let's say you went yeah. to the drive-thru and you ordered a Sunday and a large drink, the largest drink that they have on offer, uh, and then when you go to the, the next window, they hand you the food, you throw it back into a little booth and you'll fire in the hole. Right. Oh. But the thing is, like, you have to pay first now, so... Yeah, so who's laughing there? Look, it's $7 worth of comedy, <laughs> but I think you'll find it's probably worth it. It sounds a little bit childish to me. Yeah? See, I would never do it, and I would never suggest anyone does it. Right. That's, <laughs> why, we're, that's why we're bringing it up. Now, Keith, uh, sorry, Keith, with the CDs, I mean, would you condone that in your cab? Someone bringing their own music and overruling the cabbie's choice? Uh, I, I listen to a lot of BBC World Service. Uh, I when I was listening to the end. Uh, Did you listen to Deutsche Welle Radio to catch up with their update? No, I listened to the Spoon Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get with it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was happy to listen to whatever people wanted to put on. A lot of women get in, and uh, if they don't want to... A lot of women. All of <laughs> yes. uh, now, if, well, if women get in and they don't want to speak to you, uh, I noticed a trend. They would say... Uh, they tell you where they wanted to go, then say, put it on gold, please, and turn it up. Oh, uh, I shouldn't have said that right now. No, I shouldn't. No, no. Clearly, no. Those women, what's that? <laughs> Clearly, those women are insane. Lunatics! I say, no, it's not coming off 105.1. For yeah. If they're in Melbourne, of course, only if they're in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they're listening to the carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going next? It's a great program to do it, though, Laurie. Smooth. Hi, Karen, how are you? Oh, hi, how are you going? Um, excellent. What's that? What happened? I just need to set the scene. It's 1987. Yeah. And it's, it's, in, it's in Sydney, and I'm just about to go on an overseas holiday. So somebody was teaching me how to swear in other languages. Right. And I get into a cab, and it's a foreign cab driver. Oh, yeah. So I practiced, and I basically told him in Arabic to go and do it to his grandmother. Oh, and <laughs> And yeah, it was 2 a.m. in the morning 
then he kicked my friend and I out in the middle of the Harbour Bridge. He's gone, oh, it's a bit out of my way, but if we've got, you know, the flight's leaving in a couple of hours, I can see if I can squeeze it in. Well, there you go, Karen. Lesson learned, hey? And I'm sure you went overseas, used that phrase and had a lovely time. We have time for one more confession here. Oh, okay, they've all been rejected on reasons and faith. That last one got through, though. Well, uh, I don't know about Jeff. All right, everyone has been rejected. We'll be back to wind up this program in just a moment. Oh, quacker, yeah. 